and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is with me. How are you? Hi, everyone. And today, our very special guest is James Hutton of Barton Street Battalion, the Hamilton Soccer Supporters Club for the team that will soon to be in the Canadian Premier League. James, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. So... We, uh, you heard our interview with Paul Byrne. Um, we've been excited about the Canadian Premier League since the announcement. Um, Hamilton and Winnipeg were the first two teams to be announced. Um, how, what was that day like for you? It was a little nutty for me. Um, I knew it was going to be a big weekend. I had talked to the Ticats the day before and they said, you know, there's going to be big news coming and you should probably be your, near your phone and around these times and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so it all sort of started flowing out, I think, at like 1 or 2 Eastern Standard, and I was just glued to my phone for like an hour just handling all this kind of social media stuff, um, which was funny because I was at my girlfriend's, and uh, I, was, I was just glued to my phone the entire time. So She must have loved that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, well, she's learned now that from this pro- project I've taken on, it's, there are yeah. sometimes days like that, but she's amazing. She's very understanding with that stuff. But it was, it was a nutty day. It was an amazing day that for something that we'd kind of been pining for for a year, actually felt real. Right. You know? So so before we move forward from that point, what, what kind of used to happen before that point? If you can just kind of tell listeners, what was the day-to-day or what was your role before this announcement? Yeah, sure. So uh, the group formally got, I think, recognized in February of 2016. So we've been going on for a while. And essentially it was the spectator uh, and other media sources were reporting on the league coming and Hamilton having a team. Um, and it got to a breaking point for myself and a group of others that it was enough for us to kind of act on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were all actually TFC fans at the time, uh, but we all said unanimously that we would happily support a local Hamilton side over Toronto. Right. Um, and that's when we kind of got the ball moving on getting a logo done and seeing what the appetite was, uh, which was really, really cool because, you know, it was very much starting from scratch. I didn't know what the heck I was doing um, so I was re- I tried my best to reach out to you know supporters groups that I liked in the states and uh, up here so I was working you know talking to the Red Patch Boys and the Southsiders and Ottawa and Edmonton and then I was talking to uh, the Pride in Cincinnati and hmm. Brickyard Battalion in Indianapolis so it was just trying to learn about how do you get started with something like this and for us it was very humble we kind of had our Twitter account and our logo, <laughs> right? And it all sort of started to snowball from there. So, so just soccer was just a passion from forever. Oh, or? for for me personally, yeah. I didn't really get into soccer until 2007 when TFC came about. I was gonna ask, yeah. Yeah, so mm. I played soccer when I was little, like pretty much everyone did, everyone. and then I and then I dropped off it. Yeah. Uh, and then TFC came about, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool because you're not the Leafs, and you're, you know, this is <laughs> these tickets are affordable, and yeah. there's actually atmosphere. Wow, that's you know how novel. Um, so that part was really really cool, and you know, I supported TFC for a number of years. I road trips down I went out to Seattle one year wow. when, when they signed Defoe and like I loved mm. loved the sport and loved what it was all about it was just a shame that they were crap for the time I was supporting yeah. them yeah. Um, and it just kind of hit for me at a certain breaking point we kind of migrated over to this Hamilton project from there cool right. cool so I mean you say that you you and your kind of colleagues I guess for want of a better word would switch from TFC to Hamilton 
What happens when they both exist? I mean, is it is it a straight switch or is there you know some? That's a great question. Because right now uh, we're living in this world where there's news, but there's no team and right. there's nowhere to throw your money. Um, but TFC is still around. So a lot of us, or not myself included, but a lot of people have TFC season tickets within the group and they travel to all the home games and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, I mean, there's no pressure with anyone in the group to you know choose one or the other. If you right. want to pull for Hamilton, you pull for Hamilton. Um, and I don't think we're going to be faced with the real decision of Hamilton yeah. versus Toronto until Voyager's Cup happens and that's mm. at least two years out. Mm. And so that that's sort of a... We'll get there when we get there, sort of thing. Fair enough. Um, so we're just wondering. I mean, if you can just kind of let us know for 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 the whole city, how what what is the impact of, of such announcement? I mean, have, have have people been waiting for, for for this? Is there a huge kind of demand for for a soccer team in Hamilton? It's tricky for me. Um, I, I don't like to say people have been like waiting and pining for this because I, I think a lot of people within Hamilton who are soccer fans will go to TFC, right? It's right. It's an hour on the go train and then some, um, but when it comes to simply like you know what the ticket prices are going to be, what the travel time is going to be, uh, if you've got a car, all that sort of stuff, um, people are happy happy to I think go after a Hamilton team. But what I've found in the year that I've been doing this is the first question I ask people whether um, you know selling scarves at a market or wherever I am um, is are you a soccer fan? And if they kind of hum and that if they haw, I say well are you a Tie Cats fan? And in Hamilton. Everybody's a tie cats. Right. Yeah. End of story. Um, and they go, okay, well, you've piqued my interest. And I say, well, Hamilton is getting a soccer team. The tie cats are going on them. They're going to play in the same stadium mm-hmm. that you go to, you know, every other weekend. Um, and that's when it really kind of draws them in. So I, I don't want to say that um, there's been like a a big drive for this team to come, but the appetite's certainly there. I really believe Hamilton uh, versus other cities in Southern Ontario will happily support both the CFL team and the Canadian Premier League team. Right. And so actually one, one of the questions we had was, um, will there be a move from Tim Horton Stadium to a soccer-specific state? Do you think that's going to happen at some point, or is this kind of the long term? I don't see it ever happening in my lifetime okay. anyway. Um, I think that's a statement on... the Honestly, the facility is great at uh, Tim Horton's Field, like... They had soccer in mind when they're building it. There's no bad sight line oh, okay. in the place, and I thoroughly encourage you guys to go mm. if you've got a free weekend. Um, but I certainly don't see there being another stadium put up. Just they had so many issues getting this one up, and there still are a lot of issues with it being up, uh, and that's on the tie counts and and the city working things out. So I don't see there being a soccer specific stadium. But if the worst case scenario is that we have a twenty four thousand seat stadium with turf and no football lines, That to me, that's not that bad. No, 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 no. It's certainly a lot better situation than many other places yeah. will be in right um, I mean, yeah, we, we also focused on, we were talking about the home games and, and where they're going to be played and how that's going to kind of create atmosphere and, and, and pull. What about the away games? Do you think distance is going to be a bit of an issue? Because, I mean, it, this, the cities aren't exactly close to each other. Yeah, which is a really good question because I think, for me, it won't make a difference. Uh, and that's right. coming from someone who quite possibly gets to travel to Kitchener-Waterloo, maybe Toronto and Ottawa, you know, when, mm. it, all, when it all unfolds. Um, so that's not too bad for me because that could be done in a weekend. Um, I'm not too worried about traveling with the Halifax or the Vancouver's or wherever they're going to be. Um, I think if you look at MLS, I mean, you have a lot of spaced out teams and 
TFC brought 2,000 fans to Columbus that one year. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I don't think the traveling support's going to be a huge issue. Um, but I think if you are maybe an isolated team hmm. out in Saskatchewan, that could be. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, realistically how far people are going to go, especially if you're... If you have to go out there maybe twice a season. Yeah. You know, you might get it once, but I don't know. Exactly. It'll be interesting, though. But the, I mean, and the interesting thing, too, is like, it seems like everybody wants to go to Halifax, Halifax. Yeah. which I get. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. totally there with them. That would be like for that city to have us like a professional sporting team, you know, in the summer, there's like 40 pubs within walking distance. Right. Right. Well, well that's to go and, and see them at the stadiums. But do you think, I mean, I'm not sure what, are there any rumors about TV coverage, um, what the plans are there. I mean, that could that be a possibility? I have no idea what they're going to do yeah. TV-wise. I wish I did. Um, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, right now they show the NASL on TSN. They show, I mean, obviously MLS. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a possibility in a few years' time that you could, could get these games on TV. Yeah. I would. I tell you, what I would like. I would like to see it on CBC. I know it's an absolute CBC, pipe eh? dream, but like. Having the Canadian Premier League on the Canadian public broadcaster to me would be right. the right, the right place sense, for right? it. Yeah. Whether they would have the same feeling. Well, <laughs> and I don't know how they're going to do it. Because let's say there's you know four games a weekend or whatever it is, which is very similar to the CFL. Yeah. Some of the ownership is a very has a very good relationship with TSN and has experience doing those broadcasting deals before. Whether that's with TSN again or not. But I think the in, like 20 years ago when the old league before the old league folded, they had one one game a week on TV. Honestly, I would be happy with something like that, just to kind of feed right. the appetite. And if everything else was streamed online on Facebook, that's or the thing, yeah. A better version of MLS Live, then that'd be that'd be great. Not not a huge fan of MLS Live. I'm a fan of the price of MLS Live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you uh, you mentioned your your merchandise. Yeah, we're already producing. It's really good. Thanks. <laughs> who's, That's who, very kind. Who's making this? Um, it's a bit of a story. So the logo, the where it started was with the logo, um, and that was done by a name man named by Will Quarton, uh, and he's been very patient with the few of us, <laughs> the small few of us who are who want to have our you know feedback heard. Um, yeah. He had done, I think, like ten or twelve logos for us, and we put them in front of a group, and we all kind of took a initial vote and. The, the logo we have now is how that came about and then uh, no one had Canadian Premier League merchandise and so I was like well let's get something going um, and it took a meeting with the Ticats to kind of have that validation I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on <laughs> on scarves uh, we had a we had in the meeting in February of 2016 the Ticats showed up uh, couldn't provide a lot of information obviously still early days but that validation was like, okay, we can go out and we can get stuff done. So we got the scarves done. Those were designed um, by a man named Mark within the group. So we were trying to keep things local or right. in-house. Um, the scarves are produced in Leeds, uh, but those sold fabulously. I ordered 50, and those sold in four days. Good for you. And that was sold to people in Toronto, in Regina, Hamilton, Victoria... Colorado, San Francisco, and that was Barton Street Battalion. Yeah, or that was the you're actually wearing a support local soccer Campiel T-shirt. That's right. So, but it was it was Hamilton stuff. Strictly the but Barton Street Battalion scars were selling in like oh wow eight different locations. Okay, so does that mean that there are people across the country that want Hamilton stuff, or do they want 
Canadian Premier League. That's a great question. That's a great question. I think uh, part of it was like people who had lived in Hamilton or Hamiltonians who had moved abroad uh, who wanted them, but we were the kind of the first ones to put merchandise out. So there, were, I think there were a lot of people who were like, I want to buy this just to support it and I'll pay the right. $15 shipping fee and right. know, no questions asked. Um, BC randomly, they bought like 10 scarves. We've sold over just over 200 and they've bought like 10 or 15 scarves, oh, wow. which is very strange to me. Yeah. Um, but it's it's wonderful. So good on, good on BC. Is it ever scarf weather in BC? That's <laughs> yeah. like maybe uh, just about. Just. Just the scarf, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy in the sense that like, I get these, you know, we have a little site on our or part of the webpage where if you're on vacation, you bring your scarf, take a photo, we'll put it up, we'll put it on the social media. And every now and again, I wake up with a picture of a scarf at the Golden Gate Bridge or in Colorado Rapids Stadium. Well, um, I, mean, I mean, speaking of your website, mm. you do have a community section on there, yeah. which we really enjoy. Mm. Um, <laughs> just the idea is that, I mean, that's kind of what we feel should be the, the crux of the whole thing is bringing the community together. Um, having like a lot of involvement, um, and I think I think that's that's one of the more important kind of roles that that you're playing at at this point. Um, do you see that growing as 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 the team is hopefully formed and, and joins the league? So it's not just it doesn't just become about you know the soccer. It becomes also about the community as well, and you know it could turn into you know youngsters getting involved stuff like that yeah i mean the term that i i really like is kind of being like a good soccer citizen mm-hmm. like you're kind of involved in the grassroots you understand the pathway and, and you want to help out whether that you're coaching or you're being a fan or what have you um so for me it's like if i can find the opportunities to push those out within the group not not to you know force them upon anybody but saying hey if you've got the time well there's a you know these coaches are needed at Mount Hamilton or, uh, you know, there's coaching needed at the stadium. So a couple of us volunteer. Um, that's just a good way of, I think, being involved, being involved in and helping something in Hamilton, something you're close to. Um, and I think it also really attracts to not, not necessarily the hardcore fans too. Like mm-hmm. it's, it helps bridge the gap between, you know, maybe a parent who likes their idea of their kid being in soccer, but they get closer to it and they discover that soccer or, being a sports group is something they really want to do. It, it adds that extra touch point, and it's really meaningful. Right. Mm-hmm. Are, are the Thai cats heavily involved in the local community? Like, is there something there to build on already, or would it be a kind of whole new? I mean, the Thai cats themselves are like pretty grassroots in the sense of like all their marketing, and they're honestly the Thai cats are wo- woven into the fabric of the city. Okay. Um, from a soccer standpoint, they'll have I think work to do there, um, right. but. You know, uh, credit to Kevin, the guy, the only Hamilton soccer employee there is currently. Um, he's volunteering with the battalion uh, every Tuesday night. So, oh, nice. uh, you know, that's something that shows that. I think they're they're working towards the same dream or same goals we are. And uh, I'm, I mean, is it fair to assume that it's still way too early to talk about like team name and colors and all that? Oh stuff? no, team name is hotly oh, contested yeah? within the group. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. can we, can Is that a vote? secret, or is it... Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys oh, yeah? can vote. I have a lot of theories about this. Um, anyway, the, what the, my understanding is what the team will be doing is some sort of name the, t- name the team contest. Yes, okay. So that'll be uh, probably done through the spectator or whatever media they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to people who are pro-stealers, uh, which was the old team. Right. Um, for me, that doesn't represent... Steel doesn't represent the city now. It did. It did, yeah. It did when the old team was there, and yeah. it's certainly not going to represent it in yeah. 30 years' time. No. Um, so it's not one that I'm not I'm not keen on. Um, a lot of, I found, of the younger Hamiltonians I've met, 
kind of share that same view. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hard name I'm leaning towards, um, but the one thing that the group has been unanimous on is that we had a big meeting last fall, and we were able to get Paul Byrne in the room and uh, the Tie Cats, as well as local soccer governing bodies, and Nick Bontis from the CSA was there. Yeah, and the one thing we, you know, and the group all agreed on was that. You know, Ham- Hamilton is rebranding itself as the ambitious city, mm-hmm. uh, based on all these great things it's you know it's done throughout its lifespan. We would love to see ambitious somewhere in the crest. So you know, Rangers is ready. Um, you know, kind of that mentality, having one word or phrase that you associate right. with the group. I, I mean, someone who lives in Toronto, and I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not very familiar with Hamilton, mm-hmm. but the one thing that comes to mind. I mean, I don't know how applicable this is. is waterfalls. Yeah, it just comes to yeah. mind right away when when I hear Hamilton. I'm always really yeah. Okay, I mean, isn't isn't if I'm not mistaken, no, isn't right. Hamilton something like uh, has the most waterfalls per yeah per capita? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Or that's the kind of the first it's... thing that comes to mind. Hamilton has a shocking amount of waterfalls. Yeah, but like like not just like this the trickly streams. Like, no, yeah. Or like if you Proper took it, yeah, if you took a whole Saturday, you wouldn't see all of the nice ones. Yeah. Um, and, and it is lovely. Now, I don't think I'd want to be called the Hamilton, no. Hamilton Waterfalls. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people within Hamilton would want to stay away from Steelers, but I almost wonder if the appetite outside of, um, outside of the city would be to lean towards Steelers just because it's vintage and they like right. the idea of it, even though right. they may not get the connection. Any uh, any talk about colors yet? My understanding is it'll be gold and black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is something I asked before I made the scarves. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, really. But uh, <laughs> the bottom line for that is like they're Hamilton colors. The Ticats uh, share those. The Hamilton Bulldogs, the hockey team, have those same colors and it's the same colors as the stadium. So okay. cool. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, well, while we're talking about kind of things that you decide on collectively, uh, mm-hmm. we noticed that so far you have one song, <laughs> which, is, which is entirely fair enough. So my question is, have there been any attempts to write further songs? Uh, and what does that process look like? That's a great question. I'm not sure of it myself. Um, songs are, I think, after name, the thing that, that people are kind of most excited to do or be yeah. involved in. Um, it's so much fun. Well, exactly, right? Like, but there hasn't really been any reason for us to kind of sing for a Hamilton team. Right. We haven't right. gotten to that stage. Um, I feel like one night we're all just going to sit down with a bunch of beers and have some stuff. We, we, we come up with a lot of songs for like random stuff, but they're so yeah. cynical all the time. Like, they're not, they're <laughs> yeah. not like positive. It's always about just, like someone making fun of somebody or a player or a team. It's just, I would find it really hard to come up with like a positive supporting song. I just feel yeah. like it's much easier to just come up with like a negative anti-some team song, you know, but coming up with something that's supportive, I find that is yeah. going to be quite difficult without it sounding corny. For sure. Yeah. No, yeah. for example, I mean, the other day we were talking about, you know, Lukaku's move to Manchester United and <laughs> yeah. we something about <laughs> um, Lukaku, something about his terrible first touch. Essentially, yeah. oh, that, okay. the theme of it was, you right. know, but it's yeah, easier. that's what you mean. It's, yeah, it is much, much easier. easier. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> let's move on and talk about a little bit more about the league in general yeah, sure. um, and kind of its effect on Canadian football um, the kind of the talk right now is that in 2018 they might want to start like a six team league kind of a um, pilot let's yeah. say and then 2019 would be more of a full roster and a, um, so we had a f- I mean first of all we're hoping this would have a big impact on kind of the 
developing Canadian players. For sure. Yeah. Um, giving them a local league to play in. Hopefully that has a positive effect on the national side. Um, do you feel that maybe in the next, I don't know, five years, we could really start to see the effect of a local league on the national side? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, that's, I think, why the league is starting. I think there were opportunities in the past for Bob Young to look at NASL and could that be a thing? But there's just, we need our own Canadian way. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this will absolutely pave the way for a better national team. More than that, I think it will give the national team an identity. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you look at, not to compare us to world powerhouses, but like you look at Germany and they're kind of machines and Brazil plays a more flamboyant style. Canada doesn't have any sort of a regular formation or identity. And I think having a bunch of Canadian players playing the same league will help give that. Um, but beyond that, I think, It'll actually maybe be shorter than people think to get there mm. because League One has been in place for a while now. Right. And right. they're kind of keeping these players warm before they go pro. Right. We well, actually went to um, like when, when Internacional de Toronto existed. Okay. We went to their opening, I think it was their opening match and it was a friendly. Yeah. Um, we, Norberto Solano was the manager, so that was why we were interested um, initially. And I mean, it's pretty terrible, but. It was just a, it was just kind of the opening friendly, and then they got shut down after like six months. Oh, it was weird. I there was something irregular about the yeah. whole thing. But yeah, definitely. The owner kept trying to get us to go to his chicken restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. The soccer team just it a was big a front for chicken. It was, yeah. yeah, it was a big game that was oh, just an gotcha. ad for but, a store. Yes, but um, since then you're right. League One Ontario has really yeah. kind of helped keep things ticking along. Well, yeah. I mean, there's also talk about um, you know those six teams or whatever, but you also. Uh, and more, but you're also talking about uh, rumors of maybe the Ottawa Fury joining, a few of the NASL teams maybe leaving the NASL to join um, the Canadian Premier League. Um, there's also talk about, I mean, I don't know what your opinion on this is, is having a TFC B team uh, play in the league. I mean, people aren't very uh, very open to that, but I mean, we see it with, for example, I mean, I don't know, it's not exactly similar, but you see Real Madrid's B playing the Segunda or whatever. Um, so people are saying that could be a possibility. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think going back to Ottawa and Edmonton, I think for them, it, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know any of the backroom discussions, but for me, would you rather fly to Puerto Rico or would you rather drive to Hamilton? You right. know, that sort of thing. Um, so I would love to see them in the league, yeah. and they've been doing a good job on the soccer front for the last couple of years, the two of them. So, I mean, that would be great. Uh, when it comes to uh, the MLS B-sides or what you referenced to me that's just not something that should be accepted on any level um i mean to your point of you know the spanish second division i don't know anyone who watches the spanish second division and i don't think we want that kind of perception on the canadian premier league we want it to be able to grow and not to be viewed as something that is uh second rate yeah Yeah. Do, do you have um as most said, there's a lot of speculation about which cities will get clubs. Do you have any preferences personally? Um, I mean, Halifax looks like they're in, and yeah. Hamilton's in. So I mean, that's, that's those sweet. Are we'll for take me. those as red. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's like I don't know. Selfishly, it's a it's a cool way to travel the country. Yes. Um, so I mean, I've got friends in Regina and out in BC that I would love to see, um, <laughs> but I don't think there's been any out of the ones sort of rumored that I'd really like to travel to. Um, that's a good question. Okay, let let me put it a different way. Um, who would you want to be your local, your fiercest rival? Oh, I see. Uh, I, I want to say Kitchener. Uh, they'll be okay. the closest for us. Um, I don't know what to make of a 
Hamilton-Toronto rivalry. Mm. I don't know when a Toronto team will come in. Or Mississauga, uh, maybe more. Like maybe Mississauga. Yeah, I mean... There's been quite a pushback on the Toronto team recently. Just, I mean, I think a bit more on the TFC side, and then they, they kind of soften their stance a bit. But, I mean, it's not, it's not guaranteed at this point that no. there will be a Toronto team at all. Yeah, and I don't know if you were working at you know the league office or anything like that would you want a toronto team mm. starting right now when tfc is essentially mls cup final quality again yeah uh, and you're immediately drawing comparisons i don't really see that and then i also look to like argos and tie cats games where now more than ever hamilton is the only city that cares about that rivalry right okay. uh, and i apologize to the 40 argos fans <laughs> Uh, no, you don't need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think Kitchener would be would be good because they're they're not too far off, um, and it would be it would be something unique to the league. Fair enough. And and what maybe it's too early for this, but mm-hmm. what could they expect visiting you? Oh, that's a good question. Like, what would that you know the away day experience in Hamilton yeah. feel like? That's well, that's a that's a oh God, that's a, that's a great question. Um, for me, we've got so much runway at the battalion to make sure whatever the supporter group needs or wants from making sure the TFOs are up and you know craft beer is there and their seats are where we want them to be, the prices are what they want uh, them to be. Um, I really hope it is you know grade A standard experience um, for the supporters and for uh, the away end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, uh, you look at Thai Cats games and they're as professional as they come. Anyone, I think, in that office could work for MLSE. Um, so I fully expect this to be a pretty high level right. um, of game day execution. For me, it's just allowing that, you know, making sure that we've got um, our flags where we want them to be. We're making sure that the stadium's able to accommodate to whatever we're kind of needing. And, and we just have a lot of dialogue to build that, and it's been encouraging in that sense. Um but I think also with the Canadian Premier League, I want the fans to be able to kind of almost shake hands before and after the game and right. then scream at each other for 90 minutes sort right. of thing, you yeah. know? Um, I don't think there's any true... I don't think there will be any true bad blood. Um, well, I mean, I feel like at the start, especially when you're starting a whole new league, you're a whole new local league, everybody's going to be supporting their own local side. Right. But at the same time, you've got this overall support of the league. Yeah. Right? So it's also, I'm here to support the league. As I mean, regardless of for the first one, two, three years, regardless of whether my team's winning or losing, the yeah. idea is just like, let's get behind the league. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start the whole rivalry and who's winning and who's on top. Like It almost doesn't matter at the very beginning as opposed to just supporting a league as a whole. And that's what I've seen with the supporters, at least underlying anyway. I mean, everyone I've reached out to has been really awesome in saying, here's the scarf supplier you go with and here's where you're going to make your hats and here's what you're going to need to keep an eye out with management and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. So everyone's willing to help out um and i think if we're going to get to a point where it's almost again a different football reference but the cfl nobody really hates each other in the cfl but they right. really do all support each other they all travel to the final right. uh, every fan does and to have something like that from a soccer front would be great um back again to the league yeah um, sure, well, sure. You, you mentioned the voyager cup yeah um, i mean it, it's i don't think it's it's written in stone yet how we if i mean right now Canada only gets one team in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. Um, there's a few rumors about, well, eventually, can we see maybe the winner of the Canadian Premier League get a direct spot? That yeah. would be awesome. Um, will they maybe just join the Voyagers Cup and then elimination and go through that? Right. Um, I just, 
I feel with a local league in a few years, giving Canada just one spot when you have, let's say, the US has four and Mexico has four, yeah. I think there is grounds there um, for improvement in terms of adding one more team. And that one more team could be maybe the champion of the Canadian Premier League. Yeah, and I think it's, an, it's a necessity almost. Like, this is, this is what you're telling your fans and your consumers and everyone that this is the top tier in Canada, yeah. but we're not good on an international level to enter the tournament to me you, you need to have that kind of second birth whether it's direct or indirect right um but also that's a really exciting thing too in the sense that you know in the regular season maybe i get to travel to ottawa or kitchener waterloo but maybe i'm you know i get to go down somewhere to central america yeah. to yeah. watch a game which is super super cool like yeah. that is it beyond is, believable. Is very cool. i mean even yeah. even even a middle level between you know between kitchener and, and yeah wherever you could also maybe if it's a voyager's cup you could be playing tfc at BMO Field. I mean, that would be insane. Watching Hamilton versus it'd the UFC. It'd be interesting. Like, <laughs> Ottawa, I mean, Ottawa just went through that whole experience right. after waiting for that chance for forever. Um, I, I don't know if I'd want to play Toronto right out of the gate. <laughs> no, no, probably not. But, because so. uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be close. I don't, I'd be very interested to see, too, um, and I think this will be a very interesting litmus test for, like, Hamilton passion and pride is when, you know, if TFC come to town yeah. in the next five years or whenever it is, there will be a lot of Hamiltonians who own TFC merchandise. Yeah. And are they, you know, going out and buying a new jersey or a new scarf uh, and going to wear that instead of their red? Right. Uh, which will be really, really cool to see. Well, it's kind of like the um, the, the Canadian national team dilemma. Yeah. Or, or uh, it's getting better now, but in previous days where, you know, I don't know, Ecuador or something would come and they'd have more fans than Canada. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being held exactly. at Varsity Stadium or whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean that pretty much um, sums up the questions we have about the Canadian Premier League. We wanted to talk about the national team a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you didn't have anything else to add before I move no, on. No, that's great. Um, I mean, right now, Gold Cup's on. Um, Canada beat um, French, French Guinea 4-2. It's um, a classic match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and next is Costa Rica. That's a good game. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the, the French Guinea game? I did watch the game. What do you think? Um, I myself am a big fan of Arfield, so I was happy yeah. that he finally got a goal. Um, the biggest difference for me with this team, and I, I can't really judge Zambrano yet, um, but it's like we have options up front, and that's something I'm not familiar with <laughs> as a national team fan. Right. Um, like we've got, uh, you know, I, I, I'm half guessing that Laren will be available later on, but we've got Davies up front, and, we, and we've got and we've got Cavallini back. Like there's there's a little more of a dynamic attack than we had before. Um, not feeling great about Costa Rica. In saying that, we tied them at BMO right. when they had their old coach before he got fired. One um, choppy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know how tomorrow's going to go. But like always, it just comes down to the Honduras game. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it always does. I'm looking forward to, to the Costa Rica game. It is going to be really difficult. Yeah. But it's just, it's nice. I mean, it's nice to see them tested against an opposition of that level. It's easier to get a barometer of how the team is doing, I think, and how the, a coach... As, as you said, like it's too early to really judge them. Yeah. But it's easier to judge someone when you can see how they kind of try to set up against a team that is, has more talent. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I mean, I think whatever his approach is out of the gate will say a lot. I mean, when we had um, uh, the Spaniard, I can't remember his name now, Oh, oh, from oh. Floro. Floro. Yeah, yeah. When we played Mexico in Vancouver, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna go for it," and we lose three nothing. Like <laughs> he, he was very happy uh, pushing forward, and I don't know if that's gonna be the approach tomorrow with Costa Rica. Um, 
but you know, it's kind of one of those ones I think you kind of hope for the draw because yeah. you know Costa Rica has uh, already beaten Honduras. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my, just on Zambrano for a second, my only real impression of him is that he could be the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most he interesting man like, in the world. Yeah, that's right. right. He just yeah. kind of, you know, he's got a map of the face, map of the face, a map of the world on his face. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah. Anyway, um, Thoughts on Alfonso Davies? This is, this is kind of exciting. Oh man, it's really exciting. But you almost seen and like two goals in his debut. I mean, yeah, I don't even know what I was doing at sixteen. You know, like that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't. What grade is that? That's grade uh, 11? eleven. Yeah, grade eleven. Yeah, 11. eleven. Like I had just gotten out of chess club in yeah. eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's amazing the playing time he's gotten in Vancouver and how that's already translated. So that's great. Uh, his story's wonderful. Um, I'm a little worried about the Freddie Adu effect and do we overhype him and he burns out and goes yeah. nowhere sort of thing. Um, I mean, if his head's grounded and he's in the right place, I'm not too worried for it. But uh, yeah. yeah, he is very, very young. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny how growing up you, you, you watch football and, you, and, and soccer and you watch the players and you, you kind of almost look up to them because you're young and they're older. And you, even if they're not that much older, you think they're much older than you. Even when you're 18 yeah, and he's only 21, older. they feel like you're established, you're an old guy, even though you're only maybe two years older than me. And then as you get older and older now, once in a while you sit back and go, that guy's 21. And I'm, I don't <laughs> think of him as a 21-year-old. I yeah. think of him as my age or like, you know what I mean? And he's, but he's much, much younger. So it's, it's just funny how that works. I think it'll be really important to see who they consistently pair him with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if he's up there with Laren the whole time, Laren's a great player, but he's not the most experienced in the world. And I feel like you almost need Cavallini or even Bernier in the midfield barking at him, keeping him in line for whatever he's doing. Mm. Um, now we'll see how that all shakes out and, and what the formation is, but uh, he'll need some sort of senior presence. Oh, for sure. Right. Well, I mean, Bernier could be his dad, yeah. which is, which is <laughs> yeah, kind of great. But, crazy. but Zambrano seems to like him. I think he said he wants to keep him around. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, five minutes on TFC or so. Let's talk about yeah, that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's do it. For um, sure. So, how do you feel about him this year? I mean, we just uh, wrote an article on, I uh, forgot his name, Victor uh, Vasquez. Victor Vasquez, and we were just waxing lyrical. I mean, he looks fantastic this year. Vasquez is incredible at the same time. You, you, all, you kind of look at Vasquez and go, where is Osorio going to go now? You yeah, know, yeah. Like, that's that's kind of written on the Maybe wall. Maybe he could be your first signing. Yeah, <laughs> which boy, could you imagine that? Like Osorio goes, you know, he's a fan of TFC and then he goes through the whole system and then yeah. he's a player and to be transferred to what would be your rival would be shocking. But yeah. um, um, I, honestly, I look at TFC and their squad and the results they're getting and you just don't know when they're going to hit their wall. Obviously, the second half of the season is the most important, uh, but they've been killing the first half, and I only think injuries will be what stops them from getting as far as last year. Very enjoyable to watch. They're incredibly fun to, to watch. Um, they have they have a they, I mean you know exactly where the ball's going you're watching yeah. it and they've got tactics they've got the system going it's not I mean what four or five years ago you used to watch and you're like all right well this ball's gonna get hooped into the ball <laughs> yeah. right now and yeah, here we right. go and let's see what happens now you know exactly where the ball's going you know the wing backs are gonna get involved in the play you're almost just waiting for it to happen it's it's a lot of fun to actually watch TFC play regardless of their results or their achievements and regardless of who's playing too like they can yeah. like. At halftime, something's not going their way, like you kind of mm. saw at the Voyager's Cup, too. Like, Vanny makes the right substitutions, makes the right form, um, 
adjustments, and it's incredible to see them all be on the exact same page. I mean, they're they're even they're less they're much less dependent on Giovinco this yeah. season yeah. than last. And it you know at the beginning of the season he started off quite slow, quite rusty, and it didn't really affect. I mean, yeah, they had their their patch at the beginning, but it still didn't affect them as much as you think it would, or as, as much as I mean, I think Giovinco last year was was league MVP. Um, yeah, yeah, you know clearly. But it didn't affect him as much as you think, you know, you three years ago or whatever, it was always Jovinko and he's the man, you give him the ball and, you know, no questions asked. Now he doesn't need to be that involved, even in the build-up, for, for something good to happen for TFC, and it's very exciting to see. And that's, it seems to be the trend in MLS. You get these players who are hot, like Wondolowski um, or Donovan or Keane, yeah. and the next year is just, okay, we're going to mark these guys and shut them down, and that's it. But TFC has managed this wonderful transition of, Jovinko is still going to be a star and get his goals, but there's this wonderful team in the background that makes mm. it all happen when uh, yeah. he's covered. Well, especially, I mean, we were talking about Vasquez. The addition of Vasquez kind of seems to have taken the creative weight off of Jovinko's shoulders. Um, Raheem Edwards also. Oof. I mean, this is out of nowhere. Yeah, out, this of, is nowhere. out of nowhere. Yes, I like this, to me. This has been the most exciting thing about this season is we kind of heard about him in TFC Academy, TFC Two. But but not like this. No one could have predicted the no. impact this kid has yeah. made. It's been so. It always helps when there's a local kid playing, right? Right, of course. Always. And it just it's been wonderful. He, I remember the game where he came on. I think it was against New York. He came on as a sub, last like twenty minutes to go or something. And I was just like, wow, like he was just torturing yeah, fullbacks. He, like, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. for twenty minutes straight. And I was like, this is going to be very exciting. And then the next game, the next game, and he starts. You know, he's starting. And he, he looks very exciting. Vasquez keeps giving him the ball down that left. That's and he just how keeps... you know. That's how you yeah. know. Guys like Vasquez and Jovinko are happy to give it to this 19, 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Just came... yeah. And once he improves his final ball, I mean, there's still a lot, obviously, to improve. But it's, it, it's even better from whatever, five games ago. His, his final ball used to be, he's always in the right place in the right time. He's very fit. He's always there up and down. But the final ball was always missing. Now he's trying to pick up players. Now he just doesn't just put it in the box. He cuts it back sometimes. He... He's getting smarter. He's getting more used to the team, and it's really exciting to see. Yeah, well, I mean, he's improving every... I mean, he's, the standard he's at and improving every game is great. It's almost like kind of what you hoped Mo Babuli was going to do, right? Raheem Edwards comes in, he gets, <laughs> his, he gets his chances, but he's taking them, and yeah. Mo just simply didn't do that. So it's nice that, you know, there's still that Canadian content coming through, and, yes. and but he's been on fire. It it's incredible. Been. It's all exciting when they're young. It's all exciting yeah. when you see someone young come through. It's different. Yeah. I mean, you could have bought the best left back in the league. It still wouldn't have felt like this. Yeah, he could have been killing it, but it just wouldn't feel the same way it feels right now. No, um, and that's the thing. And and to kind of tie it back to the Canadian Premier League, we've seen the impact of a young Canadian kid getting first team experience, and essentially what we're doing is creating a league so that that can happen for well, exponentially more for hundreds right. of other guys and so that I mean that's what it's all about really yeah I mean you can you can imagine the level of competition for you to try and get through this TFC team that's right and I mean sure you have to be that top top level and you have to kind of it's much the chance of you making it through are much slimmer than if you were trying to come through a Canadian Premier League or even the you know the NASL or whatever yeah. maybe so the chances are now we get to see more players and and I'm sure there's so many players that could have made it but just weren't giving their just did not have the time. Well, I mean, that's it, too. Even you've got players on the cusp. I mean, ask Quillen Roberts, right? Like, spends all the that keeper. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and keepers are a little different position. But, I mean, he signs with TFC. He's given, 
you know, no minutes with a professional team, or the sorry, the first team, um, and now he's with like Woodbridge Strikers. Right. You know, and it's just how many more of those who have the quality just aren't getting tested at the level they should be. Right. You know, so once we've got you know six, eight, twelve teams, uh, again, that national team identity will be visible, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, hopefully. That is a good point about the, you mentioned Germany and Brazil, and, and no one's talking about the level. We're just talking about the, the theory, the, the yeah. fact that you do have an identity. You can tell. I mean, TFC almost, it's not an identity in terms of like their roots or anything, but you can kind of see how they're going to play their style, and then you can hopefully get that with the national side as well. Yeah, I mean, even the U.S., who haven't been at it for that long, they have an identity of, yeah. we are going to outwork you for mm. every single ball because... This is who we are. This is what, we this do. Is what yeah. our country stands for, yeah. and it's just, it's that it's the U.S. all over. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what that comes to be for us. Fair enough. And um, let let's end it by taking it back to back to Hamilton just for a second. Whatever the team is called, is there a style that you what what style oh, would man. you like to see your team play? Tiki Taka. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's get Chaffee in the middle. Yeah, the, the Barcelona of Southern Ontario. Yeah. Yes. Um, what would I want to see? Do you this want a hardworking four four two? Yeah, results know? oriented or pretty football, but maybe mid table. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, that's a great question. Um, yeah. For for me, yeah. For for fun of things, we'll, we would say hardworking four for two. I mean, that embodies the city. Yes. You know, it's uh, a bunch of people pulling together, gritting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, not it's not about the limelight uh, or all the eyes on you. It's just about getting the job done. So okay. we'll go with that. So steel in the midfield then. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Very steely. Right. Yeah. Okay. As much steel as possible. <laughs> all right. Uh, James Hutton, Burton Street Battalion, thank you so much for joining us today and all the best with whatever this team turns out to be. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.